morning, good morning, good morning, Idolin. Good morning, collaborators, and good morning, podcast listeners. Uh, if you are on YouTube, if you want to subscribe and like, that would be awesome. And today's title is actually called Change Your Approach. Change Your Approach. This is one of those teachings today that I would say that you'd want to save. And how do you save it? You could either say share or whatever, but when you save it, it will save for you. Anywho. My name is Latasha Martin. If this is your first time watching me on live stream, I'm excited about our message today. Um, I almost didn't make the message because literally, like, I woke up 20 minutes ago. That's like oversleeping. Now, some of you might be saying, 6.15, how is that oversleeping? For me, I'm normally up, like, super early. So, yes, I overslept. But it was so worth it because in the beginning of this week, we started on the love challenge. I don't know if any of you remember the love challenge. It was issued on Monday. I think, you know, it was for the holiday. And I don't know how many people actually took that literally uh, to try the love challenge. I actually did do the love challenge. And initially I said, do it with someone that you aren't really in strong relationship. And then by the end of the message, I'm like, nope, I reneged. You know, you could do the love challenge with anyone. So there was one of my children that I actually was being prayerfully into the love challenge. And then what God convicted me of this morning uh, as I woke up late is he said, it's one thing to do the love challenge with the intentions of your heart, but then sometimes you need to have a new approach. Can I get a witness? Can I get an amen? <laughs> and so when he talked about sometimes you need to take a new approach, he brought me back to our scripture yesterday. The first part of it was the Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. And I think what I'm going to do is put these scriptures in here today. That was not my intentions, but I'm going to go ahead and put that one scripture in for today, which is Isaiah. Did I put it in there yesterday? Nope. Let me put it in here now. I'll probably misspell Isaiah in my haste, but understand the intention. So if you go to Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 in the NIV translation, uh, this is what it says. Hang on one second. What it says is forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. It says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I'm working on making a way in the wilderness, streams in the wasteland. And so when I was sitting there yesterday, reminding myself, you know, forget the former things, what I realized as I was entering into the love challenge is I really wasn't forgetting the former things. Now that's a moment for us. That's some meat for us to chew on. You know, as you entered the love challenge, did you really forget the former things? Now, now what are the former things you might be asking? The former things are, I'm tired of getting my feelings hurt. The former things are, I'm not going to keep trying to be the person that always has to extend the olive branch. The former things are building up barriers and I'm just going to block that person out. Those are the former things. So the former things are not just remembering that person in that situation, but it's also remembering the hurt that was associated with the actions of the interactions with you and that person. And so yesterday, and actually since Monday, when it started bad, I thought it ended good in the conversation, but then I was constantly saying, God, but how do I keep this going on? 
versus what I'm normally accustomed to uh, when it comes to this particular child. And what I realized was, is that I then had to go into the book of James and ask for wisdom, right? Like in James, it says, if you need wisdom, ask. And so I'm I'm like, God, I need your wisdom because I'm at wit's end. Like I'm trying to remember, forget the former things, but like just entering into that, I mean, down to the fact of like yesterday was just like, God was just showing up. Like at one point I started thinking about that a person, I was thinking about my mom and I was sitting there thinking about my mom in my garage. Cause that's where I have solitude. And my mom pulls up. I'm like, really God, this is what we doing. And so there's power in not just our words, but our thoughts, because there's a scripture that talks about when you don't know what to pray for, God will in, like the, the moaning and the earth, the Holy spirit can intercede and stand in the gap because God, if you are surrendering to his will, Like he can do that for you. So I asked for wisdom. And then what God had to do was give me my little spiritual spanking. He said, not only do I want you to change your approach, but I need you to start looking for what's the good, no matter what. So if you have an encounter with this particular child or anybody, I need you to look for the good. I need you to look for the good. So this morning I woke up with a spirit of repentance because I need to look for the good, not with just that child, but in certain situations and scenarios, I've just come to the point where I'm too busy and focusing on what I'm trying to do that I can't see the good in situations and in relationships and in scenarios because the story that I'm playing in my mind is the former things. And that goes against the word. So then when I was asking God, okay, so now I'm, I'm trying to look for a new approach. I'm trying to look, I'm, I'm asking for wisdom. I'm looking for the good. And then these last two scriptures is where I feel like God did the one-two punch. So I'm going to just go ahead and type it in the comment before I read it. Um, so the first, the next scripture that he gave was Philippians uh, 2, 13 through 15. This is what the word of God says. It says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Remember yesterday we said, do everything unto the Lord, right? So it says, do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like the bright lights in the world full of crooked and perverse people. So if you know the world is full of crooked and perverse people, as you're entering into the love challenge, as you're in your going and you're coming, if you understand who you're working with and that there's a spiritual warfare that's going on outside of the love challenge, then you got to remember this Philippians 2, 13 through 15, which is for God is working in you giving you the desire and the power, the power, not your power, but the power to do what pleases him. Now, what pleases him may not always please us in the beginning. Can, can I, can, can, can I get a, can, can you agree with that? That sometimes God might show you and show you a person and he may want you to do something that is not necessarily pleasing to you, but we have to remember that we have to have the we have the power 
to do what pleases him. How do we get that power? We get that power through the Holy Ghost and through the Holy Spirit. We get that power when we take our emotions out of it and we focus on what God is saying in that moment. And that's the only way that we know how to live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. That's the only way. That's the only way. We got to do it without complaining. And I'm always, every time I say, say, I say, do something without complaining for someone we love, it just, the scenario always pops in my mind when I see the mother or I, I remember myself saying, and you're going to enjoy this trip. You're like getting ready for a trip and you're like, and hey, you're going to have a good time. Or you think about the mom that's planning this fabulous birthday for their kids, you know, pre-COVID or even now in COVID and says, and hey, you're going to enjoy this party. <laughs> But but you're doing it, but you're doing it while you're complaining. And so how do you think it makes that person feel if you're air quote doing this, you know, doing it, but you're complaining along the way? Good morning, Shannon. So then the last scripture that God gave me uh, to share with you guys this morning, and since we're on the roll here with me typing the scriptures, let me go ahead and write this one. This one comes out of the book of Romans. And it is to remind us because even if we have these good intentions, right? So I got this good intentions. Like I said, we know that we need to take a new approach. We ask God for wisdom. No, we know God's doing a new thing. We ask God for wisdom. We ask, we, we say we're going to do this without complaining. And then we're going to try to do all the things that God is saying here. But then what comes in? What comes in is, again, there's this book called Fifth Wave Leadership, and it talks about familiars. What are familiars? Familiars are, and, and even when we think about life interactions, life interactions are when we go through things and we experience situations and scenarios and we react to them based on our perception, our perspective, and our experiences with those solutions or what we see as what we call norms. So cultural norms. So it's not even about just you know norms in general, but it's cultural norms. And so what God is reminding us of is that, no, no, Latasha, no, no, Shannon, no, no, Idolin, and no, no, whoever else listens to this message. It's not about you conforming to cultural norms because in Romans 12, 2, it says, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind and the, by the testing that you may discern, listen to this, that you may discern what is the will of God. I'm doing like my mother, I'm hitting another thing. What is the will of God? What is good, acceptable, and perfect? Let me read this again. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by the testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, what is acceptable, and what is perfect. Now, that discernment can't come from an emotional place. Well, why do you say that, Latasha? Because emotions can get you in trouble every time. And let me tell you how this plays out if you don't transform your mind every morning. So you could have intentions and say, okay, I entered the love challenge with, let's just say Bob. So I entered the love challenge with Bob, but for years, Bob and I have been like this, like my norm is to not get along with Bob. 
And then all of a sudden, Bob shows up differently. And so even if I enter the love challenge, Bob shows up differently. If I don't renew my mind, reminding myself every single day to not be conformed to this world, if I'm sleepy or I'm overzealous or I'm busy, what you could do by accident, because we didn't take time, is we react to the old Bob, not the new Bob. So we don't, if we don't reinforce the goodness of the new Bob, then Bob is like, why do I even try? So God even had to remind me back with the child that I was talking about. Yesterday, um, I went into that per- that child's room and I was like, oh my gosh, like your room is clean. And I didn't even ask what's going on. And then God had to remind me of exactly what I'm showing, showing you today. When you change your approach, change your approach, forgetting the former things, just like he's doing a new thing in you. He could be doing a new thing in them. When you ask for wisdom and he's giving you wisdom on how to approach situations through the love challenge and you're taking those approaches, if you you respond or if you're approaching it differently and they respond or they react differently, we have to remember those moments. We can't keep going back to what we knew about the essence of Bob. <laughs> you get that? We can't do that. Because if we go back to that, then Bob might go back into the ways that Bob was asking because Bob's going to say, well, this is what Latasha said she wanted that was different. Bob's been trying to do stuff that's different. And Latasha, in her haste, is treating Bob as Bob of old, not Bob of new. And part of that is looking for a new approach in each scenario and situation. I was so thrilled last night. I had been praying to God about a specific scenario um, with that same child. And the Holy Spirit was like, do this and then you'll have an opportunity. Because sometimes, you know, if you're like me, I don't know if you're like me. I like to resolve things. I do not like to be one who is talking about stuff forever and ever and ever. I want to go to the source and resolve it. But what I've learned as I've as I've grown in wisdom and I've grown older with the consequence of pop, pop, popping off at the mouth and having a conversation when I was ready and God wasn't ready for the opportunity. What I've learned is, is that when you ask God for those opportunities, you truly have to lock and step and you, you really have to use this Philippians uh, 2 13, which it says he will give you, he will give you the desire and the power to do what pleases him, but that he'll also give you the discernment. Like it says in Romans, discern what is the will of God and not the will of Latasha. And so yesterday, the outcome really, quite frankly, like blew me away. It, it blew me away. And I went to bed and I had a good night rest. That's why I woke up so late this morning. But I believe I woke up this morning because I had to like, God, when I wake up after a sound sleep, Sometimes I wake up with something right on my spirit. And this is what was on my spirit was sharing this with you guys. You got to change your approach. The big idea for debt today is change your approach and look for what's good no matter what. And when good starts happening, don't think that the ball is going to drop and that something bad's going to happen because whatever you think is the exact thing you're going to attract in. So change your approach today.
If you really believe that God is asking you to forget the former things and to remind yourself that he's doing something new, can't you perceive it? Then you need to change your approach and you need to look, begin by looking for what, what is good and starting each day with gratitude. And then in each encounter with people, like look for the good, no matter what they did, no matter how they showed up, no matter what the past was, because we know we serve a God that thank God he doesn't treat us remembering the former things. Somebody might need to say, ouch, like I'm glad God does not deal with me remembering my former things. Heck, some of our former things just happened this morning or yesterday. But with God's grace, when we ask for forgiveness and we repent, like that's an immediate thing. Now there might be some uh, consequences connected to our actions of disobedience. There could even be some legacy things that happen as a result of our disobedience. But trust that God has forgiven us. That's what grace is all about. We can't deserve it. We can't do anything to earn it. We don't deserve it. Yet he gives it freely to us. We just need to know that we have the power to choose that. We always have the power to choose. And one of the things I love about God is that no matter what situations and circumstances, we always have the power to choose. We are never powerless. We are never powerless. No matter where you are in the world, you are never powerless. I used to say only in America, no, there are people who have been in some horrible, horrible situations in the world, living in some horrendous situations, poverty, abuse, you know, sexual abuse, sex trafficking, horrible, horrible, horrible situations and their demeanor. And they choose to say, I'm taking a new approach. And they're looking for the good, not because of what's happening to their physical bodies. They're thinking about the promises of God, the promises of God. And we have the luxury to choose what we want to choose because we're discomfortable, we're uncomfortable, or people just irritate us. And I'm sure I irritate people. And that's where God has convicted me this morning. So my, my goal and my challenge for you today is change your approach. Look for what's good no matter what. I think it was Shannon, you were telling me that there was um, Janine had, had started to you know keep a, a complaint log. Imagine if you wrote down every time you were about to complain about something. Maybe you should do that and then say, whoa, wooey me. Maybe they're not the problem. <laughs> maybe, maybe the Kistenston thread is, is me murmuring and complaining. I don't want to be like those Israelites. I want to make it to the promised land. I want the fullness of all that God has for me. And I, I prayed for that for you. And so hopefully this word encourages to change your approach. Look for the good no matter what, because we serve a good God, a God that does things for us when we don't deserve them. And I'm thankful for that today. Dear God, we thank you so much for reminding us today to change our approach, reminding us that we have the power to choose to change our approach and that we are to look for the good in relationships and scenarios and situations, look for the good, like you see the good in each one of us. And we thank you, God. 
We thank you for being able to see the good in us, even when to ourselves, we may look like filthy, unworthy, just a hot mess. Dear Lord, I pray that this message resonates louder than the mess people have about themselves, the concepts that they have about themselves. And in some scenarios, they may not even realize that they have false pride, that they might think, I don't think I'm a mess. But really deep inside, if they were to be honest with themselves and honest with you, God, you would show them that we've all fallen short of the glory of God, that we were all, we all have a sinful nature. And we need to tame this flesh, tame this tongue. And we thank you, God, for just always having grace. Over and over and over again, no matter what we do, God, I thank you for your grace. God, I thank you. And I'm speaking it as it is for the restoration of the relationships in my house. To not be from a place of of one-sidedness, but one in which you are glorified, God. God, I pray for anyone under the sound of my voice that has a yearning for relationships that aren't what they would desire for them to be. Lord, I pray that they're restored. I pray that they're restored. And they may not look like what they looked like before, but God, we know that you can do greater. God, I pray that we don't get tired in our flexing and our bending and what it feels like is accommodations. And we remind ourselves what the word says that we're not supposed to give once, but seven times 77 is the minimum. God, that we're not so quickly offended, that we're not so quickly frustrated, that even when we feel those emotions creeping up, God, that we just remind ourselves and we say, God, I thank you and find the good. There's got to be something good. And so, Lord, I thank you, God, for the obedience and the discipline that it takes to take this new approach as we look for the good and we remember the promises. And we remember how much you love us and that we are to extend that same love to others. God, we thank you today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen. God bless. Love you. Bye-bye.